Welcome to Geeks On, a show created by geeks for geeks, covering topics that geeks like to talk about. This week, it's Geeks On, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and Movie Adaptations. For more information and news we talk about in our show, go to www.geekson.com. Welcome to Geeks On. Welcome to a new year of Geeks On. Yes, it is. So many geeky things. 2014. 2014. You know what's weird about 2014? What's weird about 2014? I'm already thinking ahead to 2015 and what a weird science fiction number that is. What? October 21st, 2015. Back to the future. Yes, that is true. That's really strange. By the way, it's Smaug. It's Smaug. Smaug. I'm not going to say that. You're not going to say smog? No. It's been you're, smog you're, all my life. The Bill Bat, you're stuck, stuck in the Bakshi version? <laughs> yes. Right. It's going to stay smog. It's not going to be sma- smog? Smog? No. I'm actually happy with smog. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> happy with the pronunciation of yes. smog or the Cumberbatch interpretation of smog? Actually, I couldn't even tell because they had so much vocal dialing on him. I could have done it and it would have been just <laughs> any, fine. Any, I think anybody with your, a British accent could have done it. Your daughters could have done it. Done <laughs> it. There was so much vocal. But, uh, but yeah, I'm very happy with it because it forced the NFL announcers who had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that last time. That had to say still... the desolation of smog. Al Michaels coming on and being like, ah, the desolation of smog. <laughs> uh, coming in theaters. And... Uh, watch the Red Zone channel. <laughs> Which means, hands down, geeks win. Yes. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. Is true. Yes. But it's better than when they're like, uh, tune in for a new so you think you can dance. What the hell am I reading? What is this? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. My name is Aaron Hendricks, and I'm a graphic designer here in Los Angeles, and I'm a geek. My name is Brad Grusnick, and I'm a writer and an actor here in Los Angeles, and I, too, am a geek. Uh, my name is Matt King. I am a triple threat here in Los Angeles. I can wow. sing, dance, and... Be annoying. Be annoying. <laughs> and I am a geek. <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all back here. Uh, how was everybody's geek week? It was excellent. I saw... I got out to see a movie. Nice. <laughs> it was the des- it was the desolation of smout. It's a but- New Year's miracle. Exactly. But maybe maybe that's why that, that you're like I liked this <laughs> because it's like the only it. movie I've seen like, this year. I actually got to get out and see a movie. <laughs> you're going to be a bad judge, of- yeah, probably. Yeah. Although last night because we had, we had our kid recently, right? So uh, we're watching screeners because I'm in SAG, right? So we watched Twelve Years a Slave last night, and we finish, and I turn to look at my wife. And I swear to God, she looks like she spent like two years in Alabama getting whipped. And and I was like, that's inappropriate. And she turns to me and she goes, she goes, I am postpartum. (laughs) What's wrong with you? You have to let me know about what these things, because I am barely hanging on and this is not okay. It's like, wow, bad choice. I was yeah, like, you should have done Frozen. <laughs> exactly. It was, yeah. it was like you with Schindler's List in that date. That was, the, a, bad, and it was not a great making out at Schindler's List. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of the screeners this year are are good to watch. Good if postpartum. You're not feeling good. Yeah. I think all of them are designed to make you go, <laughs> life is terrible. <laughs> okay. Well, I did. In fact, I actually want to do a whole episode of this. I went and saw her. Okay. I've heard it's excellent. I really liked the movie. Was it what? What? What are the premise? Without spoilers, it's um, 
uh, Joaquin Phoenix right. lives in the future, near future. Okay. Uh, he installs a new operating system that has an artif- artificial intelligence like assistant, essentially. Who like happens a Siri. To be, yeah, like a super advanced Siri or Google Now, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, it just so happens that she sounds just like Scarlett Johansson. Ah, uh, that's nice of her. And he f- falls in love. The premise sounds you're just like, wait, what? Everybody I know that's it's, seen it has been like, it's touching. You like him. He's not creepy. The script is hilarious. The near future Los Angeles that they created is, is really good. Really well done. Huh. And it's, it won best screenplay last night. Wow. It's one Wolves. of the better science fictions I've seen in a good while. Huh. Uh, in fact, I want to talk about it. I want to do like a, a. I just wanted to mock it for the poster. I don't remember what the poster was. Well, the it's poster, just Joaquin Phoenix's face. Maybe we'll oh, okay. post this on the on the website. But the poster, if you've seen it, I mean, it's just Joaquin Phoenix like on a boardwalk or something mm-hmm. like that, like dead smack center of the thing, a lot of negative space. Mm-hmm. They filled it up with so many laurel leaves and oh. like exciting, you know, Peter Travers says he doesn't think it sucks, you know, all of that stuff on there. It was like more of that than the actual poster. Oh, really? Because the only poster I've seen is the one outside of Warner Brothers where it's just Joaquin Phoenix and red behind him. Right, just, right, right. The, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. I was I was looking space. at it going, come on. I think it's because oh. they're worried that people are going to look at the ads and go, this is not my type of movie. Right, it's right. It's a little independent film. This looks like crap. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't have a transformer in it. It does not have a transformer in it. Uh, by the way, so anybody who's shit. listening to my voice, that is a good thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just you putting it out there. <laughs> yes. You, no, no transformers. You approve. Uh, but I want to do a whole episode. Maybe the next episode can be about her and the technology. Because there's also. How am te- I going to get to see another movie? Um, there's screeners out there. We'll get you a screener. Okay. Um, I also saw Sci-Fi's new TV show, Helix. Okay. How was it? I recorded it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It is not great. It, well, I awesome. saw it, and I was thinking it was like a premise that I've seen, but that I was well, the, thinking the, the the little is, stuff... Are they zombies? Well, no. Well, the little stuff that I've seen of it seems very much like the beginning of The Strain. The Chuck yes. Hogan, Guillermo del Toro Strain, which is also going to be a show on FX. Right, right. It, sh- it sounded very much like that, which is, I mean, it's an interesting retelling of the Dracula story. Right. But it seemed very much that, like, vampirism is a disease. By the way, so that's not what it is. Oh, sorry. it's not. Okay. Sorry, Matt Tangent. Um, is Dracula dead? Is Dracula... Does he die at the end no, of the No, no, the TV show. Did, did it die? Oh. Is it gone? I, I don't know. Does anybody I care? I have not heard that I haven't heard still anything. on the air. Because it's... It looked awful. So it I looked awful. I yeah, didn't, I didn't want to watch it. What are you talking about? A not crazy Renfield? Right. That's really smart. Right. Well, Helix oh. was a Ron Moore. Right, right. So I was hoping for something. A little Ron Moorage. It has the problem of the plot. The only way the plot can work is if everybody acts like an idiot in there. Oh, Caprica. I uh, maybe. I uh, I Yeah, Caprica didn't work. I know. Yeah. Is it because everyone acted like idiots? Kinda. Well, this is like severe. Like let's all let's all work in uh, alone in our labs while there's a maniac running around. Right. Or let's not ask the question of why it's some scientists go to this frozen Arctic base right. where there's an outbreak of some disease. Okay. The thing. Nobody asks, hey, what the fuck is a Arctic base with 150 people doing here? 
<laughs> it's just there. Yeah. Oh, you're doing research on um, on a disease. Why? No one asks. No one asks that. First, by the way, that would be my first question. Hey, what type of research are you guys doing? Why is there a base here? Why are you guys doing a disease that kills people? Right. No one asks that. No, nobody. They just go in there and just start throwing blood around and splattering it all over their faces and dumb shit like that. So what? <laughs> yeah, it's got problems. I'm going to give it a couple more episodes. Sometimes pilots don't work. I get it. Didn't you tell me to watch almost human? I liked almost. I, human. I, yeah, I'm starting. I've watched like three episodes and I'm, I don't think it's awful, but I, I, I'm could okay you, somebody still told me to watch it. It was cyberpunk. It's oh, cyberpunk. No, no, it's very cyberpunk. It is. Okay. It's I, got, I kind of associate cyberpunk with like the eighties, though. I, I mean, well, it's it's a it's you're right. It's an updated cyberpunk, cyberpunk. in terms of the technology. Not they the, have sex sex bots and yeah. brain hacking and oh, uh, bionic think, arms and legs. Like I mean, the game, like cyberpunk twenty twenty. Well, Brad. this is this is what I'm wondering. Is I'm really enjoying it for what it is, right? But once they sort of run out of the these are the crimes that we have in modern times. What's the future technological equivalent of that crime? Right. I'm wondering what they're going to do because they've kind of it's like, okay, here's prostitution, here's counterfeiting. CSI's been doing it for 20 years. I guess. <laughs> but the, but they but every time they do it they have to come up with a new and different technology instead of just searching for a criminal, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think though they it doesn't have to be technology, it could just be a, you know, uh you know, an idea that we deal with now that they push mm-hmm. using sci-fi elements that just show how absurd. You, you know, can go where cyberpunk right. went, which is the best plot line ever. Which is that basically, as you use you, you get more cyber, you lose your humanity, and eventually, if you do it enough, you lose touch. He's actually doing the the opposite, your, where the his partner mm-hmm. is programmed with human emotions, right. synthetic soul. So it's about him becoming more human. He's Pinocchio-ish. He's Data. He, he, more, but actually, he has got more, much more emotion than Data. Actually, I love it, searching for life forms. Actually, it's not Data because he is full. It's more about him convincing the world around him that he is a l- complete life form. Right. I mean, he's fully. It's not like Data where he's like, I'm trying to explore how to laugh. No, the dude is like that's a already, human. It's programmed in. Yeah, like he's, he's a pretty human, much human, but the people around him just can't really deal around. with. So yeah. everybody's the doctor from Star Trek, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. The the asshole doctor, yes, uh, the, Pl- yeah. Polanski or whatever. Yeah. Pulaski. Pulaski. Yeah. yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I mean, okay. it's, it's yeah, a fun I, show. I keep forgetting. It's not sticking in my memory though. I, I watch it online and then. I tell myself I'm going to go home and record it, and then I never remember. So for some reason, it's not locking in mm-hmm. for me to like it enough to uh, go home and remember. It's be another one that goes under the bus because of that. Oh well. Anyways, anyway. So those were my two Geek Week okay movie slash TV shows. I finished Batman Arkham Origins. <laughs> Now, here's the worst thing in the entire world. I've just finished it as well, so okay. yes, I'd like to hear this. I open up every box. That is who I am. I know. I don't. Okay. Me neither. I do. I open up every box. That is what I do. So I finished the game. And not only that, I did all of the Riddler puzzles. Are you kidding me? I got all of the Riddler puzzles. I got all of the... I got all of the the beacons. I did all... Okay. Now, I am three 
three of those little uh, Riddler, Riddler puzzles with the with, uh-huh. the, with yeah. the archives, right? Away from being complete so I can get in Riddler's secret room and get him. Yeah. And my file corrupts. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game's done. That is some bullshit stuff to do to a dad with three kids. <laughs> See, I beat the story. Right. Beat all the side missions. Right. Like, all the separate side villains. Right. Got a bunch of the challenges I'm missing done. a side villain. Well, now I'm missing all villains. But And it felt like I had done pretty much everything except collected like half of the Riddler puzzles. Right. And I it said that one. I was at 40%. And I was right. like, screw this. I'm done. Right. I can't. I'm not I didn't do, do one Riddler puzzle. Not one They're single awesome. one. They're awesome. They were really fun. I don't like the ones where you have to jump from the wall to the wall. and <laughs> It's the easiest thing in the entire yeah, world. Was, uh, you fly until you hit the wall and then you hold down the A button. There's no skill to it at all. Nah. I'm gonna have to restart the whole damn thing or just play Bioshock. Did you buy a, a you next played Bioshock yet? No. Infinite? Oh, dude. I gotta play Bioshock. I yes, you do. Wait, you, you, have a Playsta- you have a PlayStation, right? No. Oh, I thought you had a PlayStation. No. Three? No. Oh. No. Then don't play a Last of Us. I will not. Because Last of Us is amazing. I loved Last of right. Us as well. I might just lend you my PlayStation so you can play Last of Us. <laughs> I know there's a, they're coming down with a, a download. They just announced a mini, oh, really? a mini pr- uh, prequel. Oh, wow. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure the writing is so good on that. I'm sure it's yeah. going to be amazing. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Last of Us is one of the best movies I saw last year. How long until it's a movie? It's no probably need. There's no need. Right There's now. no need for a movie. If they do it, it would be How a long waste. until it's a movie? They're uh, probably developing it right now. Right. That would be a bummer, in my opinion. But that's our. That's what we need to talk about later. All right. All right. Yes. Anybody else have any geek uh, weeks? Yeah, I'm actually this week. I just read two awesome books. I'm still in the middle of Death by Black Hole by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, awesome. right. Which is a bu- just a bunch of essays that he wrote that are all compiled into the same book and. Every, it's you know each little bit is five pages long and it's the funniest most brilliant thing about the universe that you've ever read. I love mm. him. Every single one. Okay, I'll borrow it from you. When so you get that. And then I also just read a book called uh, "Scatter, Adapt, and Remember: mm. How Humans Will Survive Mass Extinction." <laughs> that sounds uplifting. And well, it's a it's an interesting book because that the subject matter, the subtitle of the book is actually only the last three chapters. Mm. The rest of it talks about how Earth has already gone through five mm-hmm. extinction events and how organisms adapted to those and changed and remained on the planet. Yeah, but we, how weren't, we, we weren't around on any of those. But Yeah, but how we can learn from those things <laughs> and, you know, go right. underground. Yeah, we're, we're the first ones who actually might be away. able to make it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good book, too. So I'd recommend that. By the way, read your book that you lent me, Moonwalking with Einstein. Oh, yeah. Joshua, Joshua Foer, about, about, basically about the guy who does the World Memory Championships. Mm. So people who memorize 2,000 digits of pi and you yeah. know all sorts of other stuff. What's fascinating is they do it and they basically say, this is a technique that humans used to have that we no longer have because we externalize our memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fantastic because it basically says, here's a really, really easy way to start remembering things and it here's how to get your memory back and i started looking up the book because i had heard it on npr and then mm-hmm. brad said he had it and i read it this book has just 
it, it's awesome. I don't want to say it changed my life, but it made a whole bunch of things a lot easier. Are you like uh, grouping and I associating? Am, I am group. Well, I'm not doing the moonwalking with Einstein where you basically, you know, uh, uh, that, person but that's, that's more object. of a like memorizing large quantities of specific information. Right. It's associating yeah. data with image. Right. So that part, the person action object, that doesn't interest me as much, but the memory palaces are fantastic. Mm. And that idea of creating these memory palaces that, that, that are visual imagery that allow you to walk through a memory palace and store information in it, right. that's how I think, that's how you think, I think, as well. That's how we think as human beings, that we think visually and we think with image so much more than we think with you know somebody's phone number. So for me, I, I memorized eight pages of sides Mm-hmm. using this in 20 minutes and it wow. blew, I literally finished it and I was like I don't I couldn't possibly have all of that in there and I ran through it and I had it it was crazy hmm. so so I'm, I'm what's a, the name I'm a, of the book again moonwalking with Einstein I'm a convert oh, to this boy. book whereas I read the book and had that, it, it didn't well it didn't work for me right I, I he tried. couldn't remember a thing in the book <laughs> well, I, I can't I couldn't, I couldn't remember the book I knew it was the same thing he was talking about right. Um, but yeah, just the creation of the memory palaces. Like, right. I, I just I don't know if it was that I wasn't creating a vivid enough picture, right, or what it was, but yeah. it just never stuck. And usually, and the, the, there there are all these funny sections in the book where they say basically the more lurid and sexual and mm. disgusting that you like make these the things, weirder it the is. weirder it right, is, right, the more right. sticky it is. Yeah, yeah. You it know? can't be too mundane because you're not creating yeah. kind of yeah. And the funny thing is that basically they say the more of these connections that you interlink, the the stickier other things get. So if you remember something that, you know, like I would mythology would stick in my head as a kid because Mm -hmm. I read so many mythology books. So you have to have intelligence and information in order to have more information stick in that. Right. right? right. So it it enlarges your web. Well, you you know, know, that's, you know, those little... You're also creating groups that you know. Right. Like if I say memorize uh, K X R T right P Q right T right, you wouldn't be able to do it. But if I said memorize K X R T P Q T, but it's easier if I say memorize. He just put that in his childhood house next to a statue of dolphins. But if I say where he saw the sea, you can do this. I said memorize C A T right D O G, right? You would because be those instantly auto grouped because you auto grouped them. That you already have an association. Well, and that's the premise of this: is that yeah. people were memorizing essentially decks of cards mm-hmm. by associating people and action with suit and number. Right. Right. Oh God, that's crazy. It's and it's fantastic. It, read the book. It's really fun. okay. It's fun, fun, fun. Till your daddy took the deeper away. Uh, I brought <laughs> up this book last time, but I'm not sure if I was done reading it. Which um, one? Which was all you need is kill. No. Did I bring that up last time? Mm-hmm. All you need is kills. A Japanese that really familiar. It, well, they're making a movie out of it. Which oh, that's that's why yeah. the um, the Tom Cruise movie uh, No More Tomorrow. I think right, 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 right. Uh, it, God, that looks awful. Well, I read the book that it's based off of. Mm-hmm. The book is okay. Um, it's a Japanese book, and it feels very anime. Why did, are all Tom Cruise's new movies? They look like somebody who worked on a video game decided it would be a really cool idea and then I don't think Oblivion looked like a video game no what what Oblivion didn't look like a video game to me Oblivion looked like an Apple ad well Oblivion Oblivion was 
moon with a bigger budget and uh, less story. Yeah. I mean, what was it like? What, Assassin's Protocol or whatever the hell that was? Ghost Protocol one. Oh, I just I liked Ghost Protocol. Well, Ghost yeah. Protocol, yeah, it's a. I the, did. The, the poster did. was Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yes. you're right. Ghost Protocol is Tom Clancy. <laughs> it's like straight. It out is Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. It's straight yeah. out Tom Clancy. I mean, it was like everything was a steal from some other video game <laughs> moment or time. Or okay, this is the part where he climbs up the outside of the building and he scales it, and then he goes in, and wind blows you off like yeah. five or six times, and it's like everything he's doing lately is is a video game. Right. Okay, so now is when you put on the mech suit and you and he lit- he literally is going to die 3 times. He gets 3 lives. No, he's going to he's going to die way more than that. Cuz it's 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 great because basically what I've seen of it is it's based on the Halo premise of respawning. So it's like he's in battle and then he respawns. And he gets Kinda, better. At it. He, yeah. It's it's Groundhog Day meets uh Elysium. <laughs> okay. It literally is, he's caught in a time loop and he has to f- somehow get out and of it. only Emily Blunt knows that he's in there. Well, God, I don't want to say anything. Okay. But she is this badass. Right. She's like this scrawny American woman. He's supposed to be Japanese. He's She's this... Oh, yes, Tom Cruise. We're doing a little Cloud Atlas terrible makeup he, again? No, I think he's not... I think they're Americanizing the whole thing. Okay. But... Um, Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. But uh, she's this badass. And no one can figure out how she's this badass. Like, she, she's killed more of these aliens than half of the rest of the army and they can't figure out why. Right. And then he kind of keeps meeting her and that's part of the story. So anyway, the book is okay. It's very simple. Uh, I'm sure it's been translated actually. So I've gotten a translated. All you need is kill, right? All you need is kill. You can read it in no time. It's got some interesting ideas. You're not, it's not going to win any awards. That's for sure. But you know, what can you do? Right. One thing I did like about that Ghost Protocol movie, yes. they had some stupid tech in there, but one of the fun techs was... The mask-making machine? That was dumb. <laughs> but when they were trying to... Um, when they were creating a video projection of the hallway... Oh, yeah. And they had the eye tracking of the guy because they needed to change perspective. Right. Instead of... Most movies wouldn't even know that. They would right. just put a... You know, video camera and right. it's the person, but it was tracking the uh, the perspective of the guy and changing the video right. of the hallway so it looked like the perspective would change. It looked like him. he was looking oh. around the hallway. They didn't yeah. explain it, but if you are a tech guy and you know anything about it, you know that there was a thought process behind right. that tech. Okay. Right. okay, so so Aaron is we, we've talked about this before. Aaron is the guy who who got mad in the middle of Lord of the Rings. Right, and this is bringing us back to our subject. We've got middle, middle, mad in the middle of Lord of the Rings, sitting there and going, and I'm like, what? And he, and it's when, when, when Gandalf is coming down after the Balrog, after you know, you shall not pass moment. Yeah, and and he just, what? Guess wizards fall faster than Balrogs. (laughs) (laughs) So he cares. He cares. This is why he's a great filmmaker. He cares about the detail stuff, right? So. So this this obviously did, makes wait, you happy. So did gravity, I mean, you love the thought I love process. That. I so love the thought process. Did the movie Gravity process. drive you crazy? 
Like it did Neil deGrasse Tyson, who was tweeting no, angrily no, during no. the entire I'm movie. Not, okay. No. Yeah. I, mean, I saw Gravity. The only too, thing I was thinking was like, yeah, wow, everything's pretty close up there. Yeah. You can just, <laughs> just jump from one satellite. Exactly. To just like fly on over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah that that was what the one thing about Gravity it was like every. Just, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I love how he's like, this is two miles, two hundred miles up yeah. here. Yeah. This is here. Suspension of not so disbelief. Much. Um, Why is a biologist <laughs> fixing the Hubble telescope? But so uh, in World of Steam right now, we're prepping for our second episode, mm-hmm. and Steve Prieg, uh, who is the VFX wizard who helped create Gollum, and mm. who did uh, he did uh, he won an Oscar for the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He, he did Tron Two. He's amazing. He's a genius, right? So he did all of that facial capture stuff for for all these different ones. He was telling me because I told him about you. He was telling me about uh, and he defended that moment by the way. He was like, he was like, what wingsuits? You know, you'd do a dive, and you know, you could get there faster than <laughs> right. The you know. wing could have sl- the wings could have slowed yeah, him down. down. It's like, so he did that thing, but he said oh, they Lord. they spent their time mm-hmm. trying to do realistic fire mm-hmm. for that Balrog, mm-hmm. right? So they wanted they, they they went in and they did the physics to say, all right, this Balrog is going to go on fire, and this is how it's going to be, and this is where it would ignite from, and. They, they mm-hmm. did all of the physics to see how it would happen. And then they ran the scene and brought the Balrog up and lit the fire. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing, and the fire went on and off. It's like, like, it, like it, just blew up. it blew up really big. And then it ate up all the oxygen in the room immediately <laughs> and then went out right. <laughs> and wow. then extinguished itself. And they looked at it and went, oh, oh. <laughs> guess we're doing fake fire. <laughs> Yeah, fire simulation does not work. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Which, so I love that. Uh, it's fun that they tried. That they spent the effort. And that try. was the moment practical effects die. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. All right. Geek news. Woo-hoo! We have music. We don't need your. Everybody loves doing that, though. Come on. It's like a thing from the television. This is not a new site, but I uh, have been using it lately, and it's uh, and you have too. It's called Million Short, and if you have not gone to this website, okay. it's essentially a search program that, um, that kind of fast-forwards you through Google. And what it does is you type in a search, and it does a Google search for you, but skips the first million uh, search results. And gets skips the first million. Well, well because do- it, it skips like Wikipedia and About.com and Amazon. And- and- oh, that makes me even happier because, like, when I looked up World of Steam, we were still the first. We were for the first 10. Yeah, well, because I used it today for the first time and went on and was like, all right, I'm going to search something obscure. Yeah. So I was like, cyanobacteria. And the results for. What? Why? Because I wanted to do see like if it if it searched it and it was like about dot com. Why is cyanobacteria? Thing. Because that's an obscure random scientific. Yeah, thing. there's like link baiters and all those things. Put it like yeah about where it's yeah yeah. So Bullshit. with something that with something that specific nerd. Th- yeah, I know, right? <laughs> with something that specific, the results were not different. They okay. were the same for zero things filtered out and a million hits. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then I searched Abraham Lincoln. And AbrahamLincoln.org, which is the premier site for all things Abe Lincoln, when I did zero filter, was the 15th entry. Mm -hmm. And when I filtered it out, it was number three after 
like the the, the presidential museum and, and okay. that kind of thing. Anyway, it can get so past, it just makes makes more accurate. Well, no, it just gets past things that like people. The, a lot there's a lot of people who know how to manipulate Google. Right. And so, so there's a lot of like SEO maximization right. in marketing. So right. it gets rid of that. Stuff. So you start seeing the same things popping at the top no matter what you search for. It's right. like all the wiki links and sometimes you don't want that. And, right. And ads for whatever and then, you know, link baiters and about.coms that are all just trying to get clicks. They don't want to give you any information. Right. And it kind of just skips a lot of that stuff. You might find it more useful than you think. Huh. And uh, I think you can set it to skip like 100,000, 500,000. Skip skip the first 100, skip the first 1,000, skip the first 100,000, and skip the first million. Yeah. Wow. Um, And like I said, if you can can gauge it. So if you're looking for a specific piece of information and you want to get rid of all those like, oh, we don't know if this is verified, and be like, all right, we want to go directly to the UC Berkeley site, and you want that to be the first hit, Hmm. that's what you do. You just filter it out. So you don't have to go to like the third page when you do a Google search. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, give it a try. You can. What's it called again? It's called uh, Million Short. Million Short. Millionshort.com. Excellent. Uh, what else we got? Anybody else? There's got. We've got yeah, a whole I list had here. a bunch. Here. Well, that mm-hmm. facial recognition story. That's the one that disturbed me the okay. most. Okay. So there is a Android app that is. Um, I listen. There's going to be more than one of these things. Oh, absolutely. But there's an Android app very that's going to launch soon that it's essentially taking um, face res- recognition technology and matching it to social sites online, including dating sites. And, yes. So you can snap a picture of uh, a random per- person a you ran- see on the street uh, on, the, or on bus, the bus and you can get all the information. It will tell you who that person is, where, where their social websites are and we knew this was coming, didn't we? I mean, we knew this was. I mean, it's bad enough happening. that you meet somebody and they know your name, and then they Google you and get all your dirty secrets. Yeah, and but now you don't even have to talk to them and be like, "Click, all right, I have your entire Facebook profile. I know all of your shit." Now wow. I'm sure there's going to be ways to counter this type of thing. Of course, uh, I think this particular app is an opt-in app. So you go there, and if you want to be found, you can register. Interesting. But that doesn't mean that the next company that wants to be a little more devious can just say, no, we're just doing it. Uh, I think Google... Actually, what I do like about this idea is if my phone or my Google Glass or whatever would just check it, my own contacts... Like just, it would only check my own data. Right. So that if I, it would check just my friends. I wouldn't think that would be invasion of privacy. If I like looked at you and it went, uh, this is, this is his three kids. Um, remember this. Oh, is that's so when, you, so when you go to like a Christmas party and you can't yeah, remember a you guy's know name. Everybody who's <laughs> Fred on. Arnson. Yeah. Oh. You know, everybody on your own list. It would just match your own. It would data. completely remove certain jokes from Groundhog Day. It absolutely. Would. Ned, Ned the head, Ned. <laughs> yeah. Ned Ryerson. <laughs> yeah, completely removed that joke. That to me doesn't seem out of place. Like if my phone could tell me who everybody on my own contact list, I don't think that's an invasion of privacy. This is a little creepy. Yeah. Did you see the whole thing about how Google users aren't using Google Glass? 
they're Google employees and they have been given Google Glass and they're not using it. Well, there's a great the the main story in this month's Wired magazine is all about how wearable tech is going to take over for smartphones. Right. But it's not going to happen until wearable tech becomes so stylish that people don't notice you're wearing it. Yeah. Because now you see somebody with Google Glass and you go, look at that. I I saw the first, Mm -hmm. my first person on out in the street I saw with Google Glass last week. I've actually never seen it wild before. He was walking, he was at the Grove. Did you say wild? Yeah, in the wild. (laughs) Out in the wild. Out in the wild. Yeah, see, I saw, I I, I talked to somebody that was wearing them at Comic-Con last year. Oh, okay. And, they looked like the Fred Armisen parody from Saturday Night Live, where he was kind of shaking his head weirdly and going, Google, Google, Google do this. Google, no, wait, Google, no, wait. Yeah. And it just, yeah. I don't think Google Glass is going to be the thing, but it's another baby step. And, you know, when they are staring, when the camera's always on, it's going to be snapping photos of you. Right. And it's going to be matching it to your Facebook page. And you're going to be... The creepy person at the end of the bus is going to know your name. Have you guys seen this? The Neptune Pine? Okay, Matt is uh, confirming that uh, the radio, this uh, radio program. So the Neptune, yeah, Neptune Pine is... Have you seen this picture? Yes, have you seen this picture? It's a Neptune Pine. Neptune Pine is a new smartwatch. Okay. uh, That's just come out. It's the first one that really can sort of compete with the iPhone. They're, They're saying better chips, works on the Android app system. Um, now, do you have to have your own, you have to, it connects with the phone in your pocket? Nope. Or it's its own? It is its own thing. It has its own the, SIM the, card. The, the, the Samsung is, is it the Samsung yeah. watch connects with your it phone? It has its own SIM card, uh, has a as good a camera on, as the iPhone has mm. on the front and the back, uh, has a flash on both sides, has uh, uh, motion tracking and heart rate So you monitor. take a picture kind of like, you can, like... No, you uh, can unclip it and go like this with it and then clip it back on your... Oh, so it, so it's so it essentially, it's, it serves the purpose of a phone and like a Nike fuel band. It can and, do, yeah, it can do okay. all of the things. Well, no, it can it can completely do the entire job of uh, of an iPhone, has a, has, a mo- has a screen you can touch, touch screen, hold nine yards. Mm-hmm. I got one through Kickstarter. And they're going to be releasing in about a month, and I'm re- I'm going to bring it in when it comes in. But the, just in relation to what you're talking about, this was the first time I ever saw a Dick Tracy smartwatch smartphone that was really stylish, really cool, and I felt like something that that I should. You're you know, not going to feel like that kid wearing the calculator watch. I'm not in the actually because it's really <laughs> cool. It is. It is. A I'm curious to see cool how watch. much you really use it because yeah. I use my iPhone as a phone maybe 10% of the time. Right. I well, need you don't answer your phone. Well, it's... Yeah, true. Well, I, <laughs> uh, Other I, people actually text and call. I text. I text, but I hardly use my phone. Yeah. My but calling is falling off a lot. But. I do need a screen. Right. And that's the part where getting the information from a small screen like a watch or a glass into your brain is the trick. Like, right. how are you going to... How well does it do to, to get you the information? I'm right. curious to see how they tackle that because yeah. that's the big thing. Well, because that was the thing with phones, too, is that phones started getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and then they realized, oh, this is too small. Yeah, there's that's a limit. We need to make these a little bit bigger. Right. Well, that's why the Samsung is, like, gigantic, and I'm like, really? Although my f- iPhone Why do I need a mini small. iPad? The really? Fablet, fat, yeah, my, my, yeah the for iPhones. fat fingers. Because you play in the NFL. Oh well, I can. See, I mean, like Don ha- always has a problem with the things. I can. I can understand that because he's got, he's got big Samoan hands. 
But like but, my iPhone, yeah. the entire iPhone is smaller than the Samsung screen. <laughs> right. Like I can put my phone inside, inside yeah, the yeah, screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so mine feels a little small now. That's I why they're that's why they're getting outsold. You know, I don't know. I love my 5S. Um, So uh, other news. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, Peter Mayhew on his Twitter released uh, all sorts of wonderful new pictures from uh, Star Wars back in the day. It's his Chewbacca behind the scenes shots. And they're great. And go look at the link. We'll go. We'll post it on. I see. Is, is it new? Because I've seen a bunch of those old behind the scenes S- Star Wars. Some, is this brand some are new? new? Some are new. Okay. Some are new. Yeah. yeah. Some of them. It's you some know like the Leia and her yeah. and her double. You know yeah. sunbathing. Fifteen year old Warwick Davis was like really. That was really cool. Seeing yeah Warwick Davis at age fifteen. So yeah, there's some there's some really really fun stuff. Now um, is he really? Tweet or is it just one of uh, some PR guy named? No, 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 no. He's 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 directly linked to the community really, really well. Um, He's not linked to George Lucas. George Lucas does not like Peter Mayhew, but really, yeah, or so I've heard through the rumor mill. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, other than that, yeah, he wasn't invited to a lot of the Star Wars events and stuff like that because I guess he outed some stuff at some point in time, or I don't know. Now I'm talking on my ass. The Christmas special is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) There's Boba Fett. Hey, have you guys heard of this Boba Fett guy? He's he's going to be really cool. He's coming out (laughs) soon. What Um, else we got? Did you guys see that whole uh, councilman who uh, resigned um, in Klingon? Did not. Ridiculous. It was a city. I, yeah. A city councilman wrote out his re- uh, resignation letter in Klingon? Klingonese. Because he thought it would sound better? Well, because or, it was like. Because he was like, I don't want to well, get he hired. Said it was a I don't want to get hired ever again. against government who are do a lot of talking and not a lot of action, whereas the Klingons are all about action and not talk. Aspergers. I it it reminded me of you know the movie Trekkies where there was that woman who got jury duty yes. and wore her yes. outfit yes. to jury duty. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. Yes. It's like there is a point at which real life starts. Yeah. Perhaps today is a good day Look, to resign. I've been that I, I I have been that nerd where I think I, I've gone too far, and I think everybody's on the page because they've read all the same books as me, have and they have it. I have, I have, I have, I have worked very, very hard over many, many years <laughs> to not be that nerd anymore, and to 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 uh, to keep Matt, my ge- yeah, just true. let it okay. happen. Yeah, okay. Like, what are you? Why are you fighting it? We're <laughs> we're, ruling, we're ruling the world anyway. I know. Embrace it. You're already wearing a Cobra T-shirt. Just get it's the true, full metallic. True. Mask yeah, and what are you saying? Like wearing a stupid GI no, no, Joe no, T-shirt. No, I'm, I'm saying where, 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 uh, where I've said things. I'm just, I'm about to blush because I'm remembering high school where I've, I said things in class and people were like, slow turn. <laughs> those were the, those were norms, man. But the, but, those are norms. But that's that's one thing of Muggles. being a fan of something <laughs> and 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 trying to explain the world right. through fandom. But becoming that yeah. is a very different thing. Okay. So when I was working uh, for Him and Tenenbaum Films, right, this is at, outside of college, right? David Heyman calls me into his office, producer, big producer at that time. He had done clockers and a bunch of other things. He calls me and he goes, hey, Matt, five minutes. Pitch me anything you want. Right? And I was like, oh, great. 
David Heyman is asking me to pitch him anything I want. He and so like he's being a dick. Almost. So I went in and I pitched Rifts, the the the, <laughs> oh, the role playing game. <laughs> and I you could have pitched you could have pitched anything, anything in the world to David Heyman. So you, right. Wait, 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 wait. Big monsters, big robots. So big monsters, big robots, being magic. a kid, magic, and just, 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 this is a role-playing game, and this is where, it's not Dungeons and Dragons, but, and, you know, just totally nerded right. the heck out of it. Dead silence at the end of it. And then David goes, I was looking for more, something more like seven. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so I'm like, ah, cut to... Cut to years later, sitting in a movie with my girlfriend. Movie ends, crawls, the credits scrolling by, and I look up and I go, Motherfucker! <laughs> David Heyman produced Harry Potter? Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh. And now he is Mr. Sci fi producer all over the world. He maybe you can just, pitch him again. Yeah, I should to go yeah, back. Maybe you hey, should. Riffs. Hey, have you heard of this thing, Riffs? <laughs> anyway, have you heard of this thing? Giant monsters, giant robots, and magic. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like Pacific Rim meets Harry Potter. It's old. Jesus. <laughs> well, that actually um, segues to one of my news stories, right. which was announced today in the Hollywood Reporter, but I just lost my cool. Which app. one? Who what? That uh, Magic the Gathering, the movie, yeah. has just been... Um, Who's well, playing the Black Lotus? Well... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, That's funny. There's a lot of concept art. That's a nerd joke. It's yeah. uh, Fox, I believe, has made struck a deal with... Uh, Peter and I pitched, uh, pitched this to... I think we pitched this to The Hub to try and get a cartoon... Of Magic the Gathering? Of Magic the Gathering done. Well, you pitch it to the wrong guys yeah. because uh, Wizard of the Coast is making a deal with, uh, I believe it's Fox, and they are going to essentially... What they want to do is make a, like a franchise. They want it to be a next Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings thing. So They, they want could to do it. They could do it. As really? Long as it, yeah. No, it's it's got... It, it has great potential to be exactly that. But did the, there, uh, is there enough... This is the thing is is that with a lot of these franchises, there are recognizable characters. There are recognizable that characters in, in identify with. Yes, there are Whereas recognizable characters in, in Magic. I mean, I haven't played Magic since I was a freshman exactly. in high school. Yeah, there are there are recognizable characters. There's Jace Valera, and there's there's all sorts of there's but all the, sorts. But of that the characters. the general public could associate yes. with. Yes. But the, all it is is okay. the name Lillian, of the card Lillian with a, with a no, hit point value. It's not, it's there's not. no story, is it's there? A, yes, there are. Okay. Yeah. okay. There's, there's, there's books and a whole bunch of okay. other stuff that surrounds it. Yeah. I mean, if if they don't make Nicol, uh, Nicol Bolas the, the villain, Nicol Bolas is a, is a dragon in, in, mm -hmm. in, in Magic. That I would be terribly surprised. If you just play um, the Planeswalker series that's a downloadable yeah. uh, video game off of, off of uh, it gets you through a Xbox, story there. You'll, you'll know the story by the end of it. You'll know all the main characters, and they will okay. use all of them. And yeah, I mean, it sounds to me it's just like Hollywood hopping on the Game of Thrones. I actually thing. think I yeah, you know. absolutely, I completely agree. But I think every time I played that game, I would play the game and go, "Why isn't this a show?" Because hmm. it's so it's so easy to you know any game you play feels like an episode. Hmm. Feel you know, so it, it could be it could be done so easily. Oh, and then the wolves show up, and the blah, and the the did it, you know. Mm -hmm. And now he's facing this guy to try and beat the blah. Yeah, it's all—all all of it has a great storyline. It could be done. It's—it's—it's 
It's just yeah. a bunch of magic users in a gigantic dick swinging contest. Yeah. I mean, that's basically right, it. Right, right. Yeah. So, huh. and the end of every act is I can't do that. Why? My card is tapped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the tapped. Destroyed. Can I you thought, can you cast that? I'm all tapped out. Oh, uh, uh, you know they're gonna have to use a line that's similar. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, series that have have been waiting a long time to be made. Um, Mindy, my ex, and a bunch of other people are going to be very excited about Outlander, the series. Oh, yes. The Diandel Gabaldon. I watched that, that trailer. highly yeah. touted as one of the big 2014 No, it says Ron, stars. Yeah. It says Ron Moore is connected to that as well. Oh, is he really? He yeah. is. Okay. He is. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing anymore. I don't know. The, the guy who... I, I mean, I was like, why aren't you casting Chris Hemsworth? Because he was the only one who I could see as playing the lead. Uh, the lead's not the woman, or the no, no, of course, male, the, the male, male lead. Woman. Yeah, okay. I mean, the the you know the first book, I, I I sort of got off the train after the second book. I gave them to my wife because I was like, you know, I think you'll like these, and she ate them like candy. I think so, Maureen even read these because Mindy. Oh, it's yeah. a it's a alternate history, alternate history woman in World War One, I, I believe, gets caught in a time loop, ends up going back in time to. Uh, the days of Bonnie Prince Charlie and and uh, falls in love with a gigantic Scotsman mm-hmm. um, and uh, ends up thinking she's trapped back in time and she's never going to make her way out. That's okay. Hmm. And that's the first book. So, Interesting. So it's sort of... It's, the trailer was just okay. Yeah. There, there, wasn't, there, there didn't seem the to be anything for me to like... The trailer was for the fans. That was okay. for... That. I, I watched okay. it and there I There was went, no hook for yeah. me. No, I watched it and, and all I could hear was women all over America going, <gasps> it's Claire! <laughs> well, she would name... She's, she stops and says her name slowly yeah. as if I know who she is. Yeah. I haven't read the book. Yeah. So it was obviously no, meant it's, for a deep you know, impact. Absolutely. Different, yeah. Different crowd. Yeah. If we... If well, you like switch the, that... The and divergent... You, uh, trailer does nothing for like, me because I'm like, Bond, oh, I don't know what James this is. Yeah, 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 no, He's no, the no. new James yeah. Bond. If you switch that and then, you know, and, and she looked up at camera and went, my name is Luke Skywalker. You'd be like, oh, okay. Because that's, you know, when right, they do that right. and Mark Hamill reveals himself and goes, my name is Luke Skywalker. It doesn't, that trailer is all of us going, this is Yeah. So, right, that, that's right. what it was. So, Stars. It will be on Stars, Stars. Outlander, and it's very, yeah. it's coming up, I think. Yeah. Crazy. How is it? Um, uh, did you did you see that there um, that there was an article about how the the new Star Wars Star Wars script has changed dramatically, and now it's about the Michael Arnson. Oh, yeah, was it, no, what's his name? Yeah, they fired the guy that was, was his name. Arnson to... is that his name? Yeah. Yes, Michael he's Arnson? not. Yeah, well, I mean, not, well, yeah, I, mean I don't him. know if they fired him or if JJ no, was just no, like, they now fired, it's my they, turn they, now. They fired him and JJ Abrams, but that does that doesn't make me. Who cares? You know, J.J. Abrams fine. J.J. Abrams can't finish anything. He's a. I actually think he's a wonderful director, but he cannot finish anything. But what do you mean? He, he always like he, he gets. He doesn't like endings. Think about Khan. Yeah, he, he let that go. He let Khan. Well, it's a story about Khan. Okay, great. We're doing a redux, but Khan's not the bad guy. Oh, okay. That's a new. That's a good plot line. The. The Federation is the bad guy, and they're actually doing black ops. Oh, that's a really good plotline. But it's not that. It's Klingons. We're going to war with Klingons. Oh, okay. But we're not. It's 76 superheroes who we have to stop from taking over the world. 
Oh, you know what? Okay, I didn't think <laughs> Alias was okay. going to end either, okay. and uh, they were. But it's about Kirk Douglas, so yeah. it only took them five seasons. They but. no, no, no. It's it's Damon Lindelof and Lost. I love Damon Lindelof to begin any story in the entire world, or J.J. Abrams to begin any story they want to. They can begin stories all day long, and I will I will come along for the ride. They are not allowed to end anything. <laughs> Because they never do. Well, apparently there is a you know. completely new story now. Yeah, and it well, focuses on Luke, based. Leia, and Han now instead yes. of the kids. Yes. Luke-ly, loosely what? based. Yes. Loosely based. And who took over? Who took over as well? Screenwriting? Yes. Irving Kirshner. Really? Yes. And that made me get a little stiff. All right. That, <laughs> that, that, that one. Because Irving Kirshner... Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. He yep. wrote Empire Strikes Back and Jedi and directed, he directed them. Though. And directed them. But I, he didn't write them. Yes, he did. Well, Kasdan wrote Empire. Kasdan wrote Empire? Didn't he? I thought it was Lucas. No, no, no. no, no. Lucas, Lucas wrote Star Wars. Star Wars, that's it. He oh. produced He produced two and three. We have the entirety of uh, human knowledge in our head. Why don't we use million, whatever it was called. To, or to we could it. just call Josh Holloway from Intelligence and right. have that happen. <laughs> only, right, on, only on CBS. Only on CBS. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. While you're looking that up. I'm looking up. Okay. Who put in the edible uh, printer at CES? I did. I just think it's really cool. Uh, there were lots of 3D printers at, CES, at uh, CES this year, which just ended. And, uh, of course, I I looked up all those things. They're getting very inexpensive now. But one of them was a printer that printed... In sugar. Sh- in sugar. You can eat the 3D print afterwards. That... Uh, Larry Kasdan. Kasdan. That is extremely... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Larry Kasdan. Lee Brackett, whoever. And, uh... Yeah. Uh, that is really cool. But he directed it, and he... Huh? Well, this is this is the question, is how sustainable is the printing material? Because if right Wait now... If, I mean, if we're just starting with, say, glucose... Right now, and just talking about just Are you because about I've, the sugar well, part. Well, I've just got I've got uh, space travel on my brain because of the Neil deGrasse book. Um, this is saying Irving Kirshner died. Oh, really? So my, that my just, information is uh, completely as far wrong. as deep space travel. Have they said anything as far as creating materials that could be sustained that are, are smaller? That it's like okay, we can just take these packets of essentially so printing like a, ink, like and then you know, print whatever like a food we food want. Food replicator, like Star Trek, in a way. Very much. so. I'm not sure that we're okay. even close to that, but but, that it, it was but kind if of it's like the, the beginning f- building blocks. Of yeah, that. it was kind of like the first step of you know food oh, that's printing, cool. which I think is interesting. I don't know if anybody would actually buy this. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're making candies for people, but it seems like a very inefficient way of doing it. <laughs> uh, you could have a company that you could maybe uh, do a thing where you uh, you upload um, a shape and they could send you custom-made candies. I right. Well, I'm that, thinking, but... though, well, because a lot of um, desserts now are becoming art. You know, there's yeah, a lot of the Ace right. of Cake stuff and confection and all the stuff that people can do with confection or sugar. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you can put a complex geometric shape into AutoCAD yeah, would, and print cool. it. Yeah. That'd be that's, awesome. That's, yeah, that's crazy cool. cool. Well, yeah. Does it make good... it less cool if you come up with a good pastry then? If you AutoCAD it than if you did it by hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway. It tastes terrible. That was pretty much my list of news items. So I'm, I'm done too. I'm just looking this up. Hang on. I got, I got nothing. I was intrigued by your story, so I didn't bring any. 
Excellent. Well, that was geek news. Let's move on to our main topic while Matt figures out whether he well, was whether misinformed. Lawrence Kasdan I'm just trying wrote to find out. Empire yeah, Strikes Back. Out. Lawrence Kasdan is the one who's being brought on. Not there right. you go. So they did not raise because bringing Irving Kirshner back would be hard because he's dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Luckily, I have something no, auto correct. What, whatever the corpse of Irving Kirshner writes will still be better than the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that is true. Although I think actually the Phantom Menace is not that bad. No, Phantom Menace left out of viewing. When now when you show your daughters Star Wars. No, no, no. You I go, know, no, I show I go, already did. I already showed my first one and she and goes you, to, and you left Phantom Menace out. No, I left out one, two, three. They don't, oh, they don't okay. They don't get to see I don't think any of the first three are. Well they're good. gonna happen. they're gonna see them. Oh yeah, but it's not on my when watch. they're yeah, when they're twenty one <laughs> do it you when they're twenty one. Is that how you're gonna teach them about sex too? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I know no, it's gonna no. happen, but not on my watch. Exactly. No, 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 no. They'll they'll just they can watch four or five, six with me and that's that's what exists. Okay. And then when people go and they go, you know, there's a one, two, three. They go, what? Why? And then they come home Dad, and get mad at me like one, two, three. Tell me? And I go, go watch them. Yep. Did you watch them? What'd you think? I liked them. Well, we're not talking for a while. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Actually, no. But, but I think episode one, personally. Watch what you're about I, I'll, to I'll, say. I'll do my rant some other time, but I think episode one is recoverable. I think episode Even one. Even with all the racism? Yes. Okay. Even it, it's that was a huge mistake on his part, but it's it's because nobody said no to George in that whole in that whole thing, and you know the thing about George, I love him because he is the most well paid independent artist in the entire world. But he's a brilliant man. Yeah. he's a genius. He's a genius, and he created our our Absolutely our theatrical world that we exist in. But nobody says no to him, and because of that. Episode one was a first draft, basically, and it needed about six more. And if you look at it from uh, what I always say about episode one and about episodes two and three, there's just enough good to make the bad suck worse. You know, they're pretty awful. Well, see, the thing is, is like I forgive a lot in two and three because like you said, there's enough good in it. Right. I but I go the other way. I actually forgive the bad. Right. Whereas episode one, I there's. Very little in no, that, no, no, but no. I'm like, see, yep. See, episode one is one thing away, one like one or two story rewrites that they would have gone, oh. Well, have it's you very, seen, it's have very you seen that guy that yeah, goes back and, and rewrites I it? Yeah, and dis- I disagree I mean, with it's a revisionist lot. history. It's revisionist, which I completely believe in. But it's but he gets one so thing right. So does George. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets, he gets one thing right in that whole thing, which is that Darth Maul does not die. Yeah. You know, and if Darth Maul does not die... That changes the whole context of everything else. Because then you, you have another arch of enemy that you love to you, you love just to hate. don't need Dooku. Dooku is nonsense yeah. throughout the whole thing. Why invent the coolest, like newest Sith badass in the entire world, who you're going to replace with Anakin, and then have another set? You don't need. You just need one guy, and that is Darth Maul, and that is it. And you don't kill him. And that that first fight, if you don't kill him is great and it earns one line that is purpose that is that is episode four you know figures out that you're gonna go on some damn fool crusade yeah like your father before me and that's what it is if you earn that line if if the arc of episodes one two and three are about obi-wan the padawan Going off on some damn fool crusade, which is what that revisionist explanation was. Right, is that Obi Wan is the hero. Right, but yeah. but yeah, but if you're going there specifically to kill Darth Maul, 
He, this is the thing he did. Who killed do. your teacher? Who killed your teacher? If that was what it was, and Obi Wan by the end of that first three, the first three goes, <gasps> I'm wrong because I don't want to join the dark side. I don't want to join the dark side. I let it go. I let go of my anger. I let him go. If but you're doing that, is- but if you're doing that, and then Anakin says, "We went all this way." To get this guy, and if we don't get him, he kills more. It's like the Joker. It's Batman and the Joker. He kills more people. He does worse things. I'm beheading this motherfucker right now. Then Anakin can also, you know, he can, one, do it, and he's taken his turn towards the dark side. And two, so it's not just, hey, I'm really angry at some sand people. Let's go kill some kids, (laughs) right? Then he can actually come in and and actually have an arc that was driven by something and come in and basically say, all right, You're rewriting. No, absolutely. Scratch. But you know what? We can can talk about this for the next five hours. Oh, absolutely. We should probably talk about the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah. No, I mean, we could sit. I'll and do my entire read. We, can, we yeah, should have absolutely. a read bitch session, like Redux. Where yeah. We Redux. go back. Here's what it should be <laughs> go back and pick some movies and stuff that we still cannot get over yeah. and just go for another, like, yeah. two hours go of crazy. Just, yeah. This quest for the life of one burglar. His name is Bilbo. Of smog. 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 The smog of smog. Hobbit, the desolation of smog. We're going to talk about uh, the Hobbit, the desolation of smog. 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 <laughs> and we're going to talk about adaptations and how the movie industry changes them. Yes. Dramatically. They, re- they redux them. By the way, we should put a big spoilers on the beginning of this. Spoiler. Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to play, actually, I'm going to play a lot of Devil's Advocate in the uh Okay, good. You play, you okay, play because the, we're going to be discussing yeah. whether this is good or a bad thing. Well, okay. Cool. Okay. So we'll just, so using The Hobbit as a jumping uh, off point, because this is, okay, discussion is not all about The Hobbit. Yeah. This is just a springboard. What'd you think? So I did not, I thought the movie was just okay. This is okay. the second movie. I thought, I'm very disappointed that essentially the stuff that is in the book mm-hmm. is is five minutes washed over right and the rest of a three hour or completely freaking movie or complete what i what okay go ahead sorry uh, is fabrication yeah and just essentially at one giant action scene it, it is 75 percent padding Yes. It is 75%. Which is padding. ridiculous when your movie is longer than a normal running time. Right. Well, like, it, this is 75% <laughs> padding and our movie is three and a half long, hours right. long. Well, here's, here's, here's what I thought was funny. Now, granted, again, with a grain of salt, father of three allowed to go down, out to go see a movie <laughs> with a good friend. So you're like starving. Right. You're starving. I'm starving yes. in the desert. And somebody gave me. I understand a, a beer. cracker. A yes, beer, a beer with a lime in it. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it might have been Corona. Here's the Corona Light. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Corona Light, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fantastic Corona Light. So you, it was totally Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, by the way, yeah, big ups, big goodbye. ups to Peter O'Toole, Big Pete. 
Um, so you liked it. What you're getting at, I, I enjoyed believe, the is hell that you, out of it. You enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, and I think my, my wife would have enjoyed the hell out of it because she hasn't read The Hobbit. Now, I've read The Hobbit about 16 times, mm-hmm. and I laughed because they they it's 75% padding, right. and then they actually Gloss not only over. did that, but they took actual plot points from it, like mm-hmm. Frodo telling the archer where the weak spot is mm-hmm. and they had the archer figure out where the weak spot was yeah. himself based on rumor. And I was like, what, what are they going to do next like, movie? Why, like it's not, yeah. Fro- it's not Frodo's movie, you know, and it's not Frodo's tale throughout a lot of it. Yeah. It's Thorin's tale. And like, so that I was like, well, you're, you're definitely trying to tell episode one, two and three of, of Lord of the Rings, yeah, you're not telling the Hobbit. Yeah. Now, okay. I, yeah, and I'm gonna be the the weird part of. I have not seen the Desolation of Smaug. Right. Smaug. <laughs> Smaug. So you can't even because. Okay. I hated the first one so much. Wow. I did not want to give any money to that movie. Okay. okay. So you were not even happy with the. first I one. I was so unhappy with the first one because I felt it was the same that it was ninety percent padding. Oh, yeah. Where we were like, here's the beginning, yeah. and here's the troll fight. The, 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 no, the, I, I, I didn't first, think it was that much padding. No, the first one, at least, stays on the plot points, and then basically throws in an extra big bad guy to drive the movie. I. Yeah. But I granted, I but I did like the second one more than I liked the first one because I was like, it's about the dragon. Get to the dragon. Um, I was so disappointed with it. I mean, I'm not a big fantasy guy anyway, so fantasy kind of has to step it up to get me involved. Right. I loved the first Lord of the Rings movie. Have you ever seen Dragon Slayer? I've not seen Dragon Slayer. Oh, you should watch Dragon Slayer. Mm-hmm. I loved Lord of the Rings movies. Game of Thrones is great, both right. the books and and the show. Dragon Slayer is the is but, an early is an early. All of you out in Geekland, if you haven't seen Dragon Slayer. Peter McNichol. How could you not want to see? How could you not as want to see the hero as the hero? As the hero, you see yes. Peter McNichol's ass wow. in it as he dives into the water. You're a little and, short for a stormtrooper. And, and Jesus dates, and dates a lesbian. I mean, he's totally like the the princess that he falls in love with is is completely wow. a lesbian, but marvelous and really about great dragon, great dragon, okay. and um. Yeah, and this dragon was completely derivative of mm-hmm. that dragon. Gotcha. That, was, that was my point. But. So that's my perspective on this movie, is that I disliked the first Hobbit so much that I've given up. Okay, well, this one is even further from the book. Uh, there, Now, listen, I think it might be a good idea to explain if you're going to add something to explain where Gandalf disappears to, because in the book it is weird that he just literally walks <laughs> just off the page, gone. saunters back in later on and says, oh yeah, by the way, I had this crazy <laughs> adventure. I'm going to say it in one line and we're going to move on. So I had such, I, had such, I was such a nerd in the movie. I turned to Peter in the middle of it and I was going, all I can think throughout here is like, Save versus poison. Save versus <laughs> save versus endurance check. Endurance check. And that that and then literally when Gandalf left, I laughed. And Peter looks over, and I'm like, "Oh, because it he was set this. them up. He set them up to fight an unbeatable dragon, and went off to do a side quest." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like he, he went to go do a side quest. Yeah. Why are you doing a side quest when you told them to go fight the dragon? Because there's gold in them, their taverns. <laughs> Well, it, it, and that that whole that whole section with Gandalf goes off and, and essentially is battling this uh, you know necromancer, 
is very confusing and it ends up being almost like a Japanese anime where it's like blue light against white blobby light and whatever one having seizures in the audience yeah and you're like oh what do you mean when 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 he's in in the in the necromancer's castle yeah you he then you he the necromancer reveals himself of being who he really is and it's sauron right and they kind of do it in a real not it's now do they say that i because the cimmerillion i've only read once because it was too hard it was it's like not reading, the Cimmerillion. It was like reading U.S. history. So d- d- in in <laughs> it's straight out like reading U.S. history. It's like you know. So you're re- reading the we're Bible. like everything's interesting yes. in 1776 right. and then 1865. Well, then you're like James Polk <laughs> was yeah. It's very much so. Is there any mention yeah. of Sauron being yes. the necromancer? Yes, there is. I believe, and I don't know where I read it, Damn but it, I we need Ianthe. I believe it's in one of the footnotes in the Lord of the Rings. He mentions that he was, it was like a shadow of Sauron. Like one, he was peeping out. Uh. And so now that was written afterwards. So I, now I'm not sure if that was, you know, uh, Tolkien went back and rewrote the Hobbit to to make it match the Lord Lord of the the Rings Rings, later. And I'm not sure if that's one of the things he changed or if he just added it in Lord of the Rings and kind of made a connection. If you know, go on the Geeks On site. Yeah, go to our Facebook Facebook page. Go to our Facebook page. Tell us. Tell us. Um, but it is mentioned. Phone right now. Yeah, don't yell. Don't don't (laughs) yell. By the way, Peter Jackson can't use anything from Cimmerillion. What do you no, mean? Because he doesn't own the rights. He does not own the rights to that at all. And the and the I believe the uh, Tolkien's estate still owns that part, and they don't like that these movies are even being made. I don't think, and so they're holding. They're, they're, <laughs> so they're not releasing that to be made. So any of the information that gets put <laughs> into that is either total fabrication or it comes from the footnotes in huh. The Lord of the Rings. This is like uh, Sherlock Holmes getting declared public domain. Yes. Go well, make your Sherlock Holmes films. Well, because how did they get the rights? Because Tolkien isn't public domain. No, it was just owned. It's been passed around through other people, I guess, all this time. Okay. I guess that's what I because isn't understood. it like author's death plus fifty years? Isn't that how it works? I don't know. Well, no, I think that's what it is. Disney changed that it's over eighty years now because of Disney. Oh, okay. I mean, that's coming up again. <laughs> yeah. I, by the way, the mouse, I believe. Well, they just did their revisionist history with P.L. Travers and and the whole like saving Mister Banks. Just, right, we're so, just going to erase a child. <laughs> so let's. So now let's move on from the Hobbit. Right. Adaptations. Adaptations. Like, this was a huge change from the book. And well, you and I had a wonderful argument over um, the Postman because I read the book and you. Well, I don't saw know the if movie. I did argued, but I. Uh, well, you were you were you were basically saying, "Look, I got all these concepts and I really liked it," and I was just, "Oh, this movie sucks balls," and you know, you yeah, know, I, 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 the Postman sucks. I have to say, yeah. but I love some. I love the concepts of the yeah. story. I just wish it was done better. Yeah, you, and, but you didn't. You didn't read the book. I did not read the book, and Matt was like, "This is not like See, the book at yeah. all." I read the book late. Like I read the book like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then saw the movie. I mm-hmm. had not, because uh, all I had heard was, oh, the Postman movie sucks. Yeah, right. So I avoided both of them. So then I got the David Brin book and read it, and I loved it mm-hmm. on Matt's recommendation. Yeah. And then saw the movie and was like, okay, yeah, now like, I can see what happens. Uh... But 
I'm also trying to take a different uh, perspective on adaptations mm -hmm. in that I can't remember who said it that I read somewhere, but the idea that a book and a movie are very different things. Yeah, I agree. And when well, something... World War Z. Yeah, yeah. When, and when something exists in book form, that is what that is. Right. When it becomes a screenplay and a movie... It becomes something completely. Well, yeah, there's, I there's, agree. there's what's her, what's her name? Um, um, ah, not Zora Neale Hurston. I can't remember the name of the uh, the author, but she said, she said, uh, screenplays are the uh, no, excuse me, plays are the children that you keep, and screenplays are the children that you give away, and you hope come back someday and still look like you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that that I like that idea. I like that. You know, I well, I respect it for that, but I believe that that the the idea of any of this of be it a book be it a screenplay be it a play be it whatever it is it is about delivering an essential concept yes i agree it is this about is where delivering we start an having essential problems, right well because and when you f the concept yeah well for example like no. blade runner right now this was my this was my on the other side where it's the freaking different it is it's not the same no. it's they basically were like well right. richard deckard that's what we've got right well anything that Boy is comp maybe yeah any, <laughs> anything any one of his works are all you know we can remember it for you wholesale is you know as total recall is just like absolutely well kind of yeah. you know but now, you can't deny that as adaptations that both of those things exist in separate space and they're both equally good in their own ways now here's okay. the deal like you don't that you don't believe that like androids dream of uh, in electric sleep. You don't you don't believe electric or, sheep. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Do androids dream of electric yeah, I, sheep? I was just mumbling through the title because right. I couldn't remember all the words. Um, you do you think that those two things are? Do you think that either of them are good in their own ways, or do you not agree that I do? I do that think that I do. Th th yeah, but I think that's the the exception to the rule. I think I think so too. And know, I also I think, think it's I think it's like saying we have you know. I think it's like saying we have enough African-American women, you know, doing great work on screen because of Whoopi Goldberg. You know, it's like you can call up one but the thing is, exception is, is to the this rule. This happens but, all the time, not you know. just in science fiction. I mean, look at Kubrick's The Shining. Right. Kubrick's The Shining is a fantastic movie. Not it's, like it's not Stephen book. King's book, right. which is also fantastic. Right, right. But World War Z. But here's the thing, thing. and and this right. is let's talk not seventies films. <laughs> but no, I, those I, were it, good. Those you're were right. Good, it does but happen all the time. But here's the here's the thing: is uh, first of all, if a movie, if it's if any movie is done well, like it's written well and it's directed well and it's acted well, right. you Absolutely. can do you can do freaking anything. Two thousand one. Oh, I agree. Now. Do Androids Dream, Electric Sheep, and uh, Blade Runner are almost two different things. And it's deliver, almost funny. That and deliver separate them. concepts. Yeah, yes. and deliver separate concepts. One is about, you know, who are you? Like, what makes you a right. human? Well, and, and this, yeah, I am, I agree with you that I, it's the, it's the sort of the same premise that a good adaptation and a good film are very different things. Mm -hmm. Like, whether or not a movie does a good job of adapting material, mm -hmm. I feel is immaterial if they don't make a good film. Mm -hmm. right. right, right, right. Like, well, so. like, for instance, uh, what is it? Scott, um, the most recent... Uh, Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim mm -hmm. was a really neat adaptation of an ongoing manga. Sure. Now, films are 
a hair's breadth of time. You absolutely have to, to limit it down to its absolute essentialist nature. Mm-hmm. And how do you take that on a manga and basically, you know, which is just never that. effing ends. Yeah. And we're going to take that and, and distill the essence of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a great job. I thought yeah. they absolutely well, did a great job. Well, that's what most comic book movies you know? are, is that they have to take whatever it is essential about the character. Mm-hmm. Right, that's true. And make that into a movie. So what, right. like, we're going to distill this character and then right. come up with the best that's story. That's one of the reasons why I'm character. so offended by what I think they're going to be doing with the new Wonder Woman. Um, have you heard about this? Mm-mm. So Yeah, well, that she's a Kryptonian. She's a Kryptonian. What now? Yeah. This is rumor, by the this way. This is rumor. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, Why don't they just make a Supergirl movie? Well, it's, ba- yeah. It's basically that, that the Kryptonians, you know. The Atlanteans yeah, are, are Kryptonians. Or the Amazonians. Amazon- no, the Amazonians are, are Kryptonians. And the Themyscira. Atlantis. I mean, uh, sorry, yes, sorry. Yeah. You're right. Amazonians. And Themyscira is, is, is the leftovers of Kryptonian civilization that lasted years ago, which is why she's going to be sub-powered next to Superman, but still have, st- I don't know. It bothers me. That's really dumb. Yeah, because I feel that you're giving up the mythology of the Wonder Woman character and yes, stuff like that. For no reason. Well, it's to follow Marvel. It's to basically go, wait, 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 no gods are, are aliens. You know? Thor and the Norse yeah. mythology are aliens. <sighs> okay, I want to bring up a movie mm-hmm. that totally misses the boat here. I Am Zardoz. Legend. I Am Legend. Oh, God. Zardoz. I Am Legend... <laughs> Follows the book very pretty closely three quarters of the movie. It mm-hmm. changes a little bit, but the tone of it is very right. similar. The entire kind of amazing part of the book is the ending in which essentially you learn why you're reading the book, like what the point of the whole thing is about. Right. In the movie, they are we talking to, are we talking to Will Smith movie? The Will Smith movie, okay. not, Omega, uh, not Omega Man. Not Omega, Omega Man. Man. We're talking right. about I Am Legend. They change it so it is nothing. I mean, has nothing to do with that book in any way, shape, or form. Isn't there a Redux ending where where the sort of head vampire comes in and he's he's about to to take he's about to change one of the vampires back to being human or something like that, and he allows her out with one of the other vampires or something? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think they did that as a redux version uh, or, or an alternate ending to the... But they don't ending. at all come across that he's the villain. He's yeah. the... He's the bad yeah, guy. He's the, he's the bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not what they do in the mm-hmm. movie. Oh, not. Well, because they can't make Will Smith the bad guy. But, because the, but because, this is the point I mean. Because like, this is... Just make another stupid... Dumbass vampire movie and slap Will Smith in it and yeah. go ruin that. Like, what is the point of even calling it I Am Legend at that point? Like, what is the, what was the, was it a last minute decision? Did some executive say it absolutely this is not- was? It absolutely was. Do you I, think, you think I absolutely it- will because in dealing with film executives, they want as many quadrants as possible. They want to make sure that their hero remains a hero. Mm-hmm. Even though on television, anti-heroes are the thing. In movies, right. they're not. You know, they want grandma to love the hero. Like, that's... So, but do you think their original intent, the filmmakers, were like, we're making this book? And then later on, it got, got you know, got smacked I, down from... I, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that at some point, there was a draft mm. that followed the book. Right. That's a that's a real drag. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this I guess this is like just... 
typical. Well, but did that's you see? A did you see what? Um, did you see the, the the Halo script that I sent you? I haven't read it yet. It's great. Oh, it is. It's a great script. And I was looking at that, and I was like, somebody nailed Halo. Halo. Really? They nailed it. Nailed it. But it was gritty. Does it follow the first, mo- the first movie? Gr- I mean, first game in a way. Like in a he way. gets put in a way. Okay. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll read. I'll go read. And it. I was I was looking at it, going, "This is how you write a space movie." Right. So, but you know? this is but going back to your point, as disappointing as that is for us, this is the thing: is I don't fault those executives for making those decisions because they are in the business of making money. But right. if you go and say, "Listen, we love this book. Let's make that movie," and then go, "You know what? Fuck that book. Let's just make a you know." Is that is that an executive voice? Different. That's my executive. <laughs> that's your, okay. Like, what's the point of 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 uh, making pretending like we're making that movie? Well, the worst World one is War, World War Z. You know, the, the 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 reason is is that they, they bought probably, the title. Well, they bought, that the, they title. bought the title, and they also and don't the want option. to get yeah, and they don't want to get sued for stealing a story. Be like, oh no, we bought this. This is the story. What up into a point? What author is going to take to admit that they that they were related to that? Oh, Bryn did. Bryn, I mean, we we did. We interviewed David Bryn. Oh, you he, did. Yeah, and he talked about he talked about go back and go listen to the Geeks on Archives if you want uh, at geeksound.com. Uh, but but Bryn do you basically the episode number. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't actually put but it Bryn, in your memory um, palace. I should put it in my memory palace. Um, KXT. <laughs> uh, but um, Bryn actually talked about how Kevin Costner mocked him. About using super soldiers at the end of, really at the end of the story, which I actually think is kind of fun, and that's actually yeah. what in the in the movie why he has um, Jean Claude Van Damme and, and Dolph Lundgren doing their episode of Universal Soldier is because because that was that was Kevin Costner sort of flipping David Brin off. Um, gotcha, and it's funny because I get, I mean I you know ever having been around David Brin, he is such a huge brain. And he's one of those guys who knows he has such a huge brain that you're like, okay, I, I get Calm why down. I get why some people would be put off. Yeah, with you, yeah. But he's still an incredibly brainy guy who's written some fantastic. Why not use him? You know? Oh, not, absolutely. I, I mean, I think the idea of not utilizing those resources when those resources are available right. is a terrible mistake. Right. Did you either of you guys see Ender's Game? Yeah. What did, what, how I was liked it? it. Was it good? I liked it. Did it stay? Did was it a good adaptation? Or it what? was a pretty. They did what I was expecting. They got rid of the two the the two storylines that you knew they were going to get rid of. Which did they was get the rid sister, of the sister and the brother? It, there's yeah. no way they're going to put that in the movie. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and so, how are they going to have a sequel without? But the I mean, did they brother? did they well, do a good job of changing? Because I didn't see either. Do they do a good job of sort of changing the perspective? Because if I remember correctly, because isn't Ender's Game doesn't it take place? kind of in Ender's brain? Like, isn't it sort of like from Ender's perspective? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I'm not going to spoil this. Okay, Okay. so, um, they do a good job of well, no, I don't think it's perspective of. I can't remember exactly. I, can't, I mean, I haven't. I haven't read the book. Was it Harrison so. Ford's movie, or was it? The, where it was? It was it, not Harrison. Was Ford's it Asa movie. Patterson's movie? It was Harrison. It was not a Harrison Ford movie, right. which is good. Um, the The kids did fine. They the the uh, space uh, the 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 gravity game was brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I knew they were going to have to do that because hours that, and well, hours like of so much of the book. It's, it's battle, so much of the book, but them playing the game, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's just it's not it's not something you can drag out in a movie, right? But what they did do is show why they played that game later on in the movie, okay. and they made it very clear that that game was important hmm. as training. Interesting. So even though it was brief, you realize See, now, that's something that i didn't really get from the book and that's something that's one something that i always love from movies is when they they go in they give you tweak the, it yeah just, they give you the extra view that you couldn't play you know quite yeah see you know like game of thrones is doing it right now with theon Greyjoy, mm-hmm. where you know you had reek yeah. for, for chapters and chapters and chapters and then I you kind of missed that and though. you went oh oh yeah, that's what happened. But I, lo- you know, I like knowing it's some interesting stuff, you know, that are going. I, I'm a little bummed that he didn't disappear for a season, and then a season later, you went, "Holy this is what's crap! Been going on are with him. you yeah. serious? Right. That dude is the guy from the other season." Like I kind of hoping, hoping that, that would happen. That he would disappear for a whole season and then come back, and you were just like. He would just be such an. I awful think they mess. killed too many yeah. people to do that. They were like, "Oh, really? We, we need some, We're we running need out of characters yeah, in no, Game well, of Thrones." Well, this <laughs> is the thing: is that I, I read something about this. Is that in the adaptation of those books, they are facing Hollywood problems, which is they have to pay their stars. Mm-hmm. They can't be as soon as they introduce a new character, they have to kill another character off because they have to pay only a certain amount of actors. Yeah. And it's very much, it's business. Interesting. Yeah, they can't, you can't keep 75 leads. Yeah, you have to, so (laughs) it's like when you introduce somebody, you got to murder them. Okay, back on track. I am, well, listen, uh, I am a robot. Oh, God. Oh, I, I robot. I mean, sorry. You're so, you're so focused on I am legend. legend. Don't bother watching the movie. I don't bother watching the movie. So I watched the movie. There's besides the title, has nothing to no. do. Has nothing to do with it. Not it is all. right there on my shelf, and and it is well read. So there, they really just bought a title. Absolutely. I, Did they buy the, Harlan Ellison's script? That's what I want to know. Because Harlan Ellison, even though he's an irascible old coot who who really really offends people left and right, he does. He is a hell of a writer. Yes, he is. I mean, if you ever want to go watch, what some script of the, are you talking about? He wrote an iRobot script. Oh, I didn't know that. That is 240 pages long. <laughs> That's why they didn't write right? it. Because it's, it's like a, all three short stories or five. No, short, it's it? like all 17 or something like that. I mean, it's it's unbelievably good. Hmm. But it's 240 pages long. Maybe you could make it now. Maybe now that geeks yeah, come to the world and, and we believe in epics. It would still have to be two movies. It would have to be two maybe movies. Maybe three. Yeah. But he, uh, I don't know if anybody we would do it to work with Harlan Ellison. But I mean, if you ever want to just just go watch good sci-fi, just go watch his old Twilight Zone episodes. And God, that guy can. Yeah, he really got money good. from uh, Terminator. God, right. He did. He did yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Cause yeah. It was. Yeah. Because it was. It was, it was his. It was his. It was his story from from the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about. Yeah. That. In fact, Cameron yeah. admitted it in a yeah. Starlog magazine. Yeah. They used that as. Evidence. That was like in yeah. the trial. Like, it was inevitable. He said we stole the damn story. Yeah, he yeah. mentioned it. So, wow. All right. So anyway, I think I guess we we brought up the reason why we brought this up is we we all know that you have to make an adaptation of books. You're always right. going to do that. Yes, but the proven material feels like sometimes that they decide to abandon the the 
the reason why the book throw out the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah, and Peter Jackson mentioned over and over and over again in interviews when he made the original Lord of the Rings. Whenever we decided to drift, we decided to go back to the book, and when we did, it was a good decision. Yeah. That he cannot say. I feel like the same thing is happening with Game of Thrones right now is that anytime they drift from the book, I'm like, oh. Right. If they go back, it's yeah. when it, they usually nail like, it. Literally, and I've read those books so many times that I am I can literally tell when dialogue comes out of that book. Yeah. I'm like, mm. oh, you just quoted that whole scene. And every time they right. do that, they make me happy. Right. Because right. I go, I, I, uh, ah, that was fantastic writing, yeah. wasn't it? No. Well, you, have you heard? Have you heard the the story of like why those two guys got hired to do the adaptation? No, what is it was on Jim Rash's show, which is on IFC or something like that, the mm-hmm. writers' room, and they were talking to George R. R. Martin, and he, they were interviewing a bunch of people to be the showrunners for this and figuring it out, and it was based on George R. R. Martin asked who Jon Snow's mother was, which has not, had not been revealed right. or has not been revealed, right, right, and based on their answer and speculation and knowing the books, that's why they hired those guys. That's why they hired Benioff and, and what's his name? Uh, that's why. I have my speculations. So Is it the same one that Ianthi has? What does Ianthi think? You guys, I haven't read the last four books, okay. so don't spoil we won't, okay. we'll, we'll okay. talk off okay, we'll camera. We'll talk off camera. Okay. All right. Have we beaten this to yeah, a bloody yeah, pulp? Yeah. Yeah, we have a, an extra we long geek We probably song. just said what well, everybody already knows. Yeah, well, but, but what we should you know, close out with is is what we think our best good ones and our best bad ones. Oh, Jesus. Well, Blade Runner is right up there. Good. Especially being so different. Right. Uh, in fact, I almost just feel like when they say it's based off of the, the, the novel, I'm like, mm, <laughs> kind of. So, but that, yeah, it's a great movie. But what do you think is the best like adaptation that you could think it's of? It's straight out. Like, straight out. Color this purple. Is, <laughs> this is really good. A geeky movie. Geeky movie. I, uh, my my worst, my uh, worst is Cloud Atlas. Oh, God. I that book it wasn't it. great, though, either. I, oh, I no. Love I love that book. I love that book. Uh, I was so disappointed. I read that book, and I went, how did he do that? <laughs> yeah, I was. He just chopped them in half and stuck them together. No, that book is really difficult uh, to well. do. That is That is... Uh, that kind of like is like juggling in the dark. And yeah, my favorite, even though it does stray a little bit, Fight Club probably. I think oh, that was probably one of the interesting. best, like interesting interpretations of a Would book not have pulled and that up. making a good movie. I really thought that, and this was a this was a tough one to do. I think two thousand one is yeah. one of the toughest books to get on screen mm-hmm. and i think it was done very well and even 2010 which is way easier to do yeah as a movie see i didn't read 2001 Piece i love the movie but I've, I've never seen pie cake easy as pie easy as cake pie <laughs> yeah <laughs> john lithgow is bad russian um God, let me see. And the I... Exorcist actually is done pretty well yeah Ooh. that's not as hard to do but mm-hmm it oh, showed restraint. Totally stumping me. Which was great. Yeah. You guys are totally stumping one me. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is Pretty one of good. those in the in the vein of The Shining, where the book and the movie are different enough, mm-hmm. but they're both equally amazing in their own right. 
Yeah, The Shining is great, but it's pretty far. It's out very different. There. Cuckoo's Nest is much closer to the book. I have so many ones that I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of ones that I actually really like the way. And we should have like Coraline. 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 They managed to get the whole of the feel of that book and the feel of Neil Gaiman's world. Okay. And really, Mm. yeah. Like I felt like I had just, you know, Neil Gaiman's novels make me feel a very distinct way when I read them. And that that movie captured the essence of the feeling. And and whereas the BBC Neverwhere. Not, Not so, so much. much. God, how do you butcher Neverwhere? <laughs> I don't know, but they did. Yeah. Which actually, you know. But the, of course, it was like BBC, no budget. Do you know that Neil Gaiman was one quoted to saying that he, he got the idea for Neverwhere from my uncle's book? Really? Yeah, my uncle wrote a book called Downtown. Um, his name is Tappan King. He was a, he wrote a book called Downtown. It's marvelous. He was he's a sci-fi writer from way back. He actually, all of my geeky book interests come from my uncle and aunt, who are editors for Bantam and Tor. And he he edited. He was the lead editor for Twilight Zone magazine. He was, you know, oh, wow. he's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. Um, Tappan is. We'll bring him on the show sometimes. He's he's Mr. Million Dollar Idea. Here's your million dollar idea, and he does, and he says it, and you're like, wow, it is a million dollar idea that somebody else should do. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he he wrote Downtown. Downtown's a fantastic, but it's just like Neverwhere. It's just like Neverwhere. I'll have to check that it's out. A, it's a fun book. Because I really I love it. Neverwhere. I have it somewhere. So, but you'll, uh, so that's that's your best. What do you say is, is the worst? Oh, God. Lord of the Rings, by the way, is freaking good. That's Lord, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yes. That was really hard as excellent. hell to yeah. do. Like when yeah. they announced yes. that, I was like, come on. That's yeah. going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I, I love Jack Nicholson's comment on that. Because uh, he, he met, uh, he met uh, Peter Jackson <laughs> afterward. And Peter Jackson, you know, he said, I had to leave out of your movie. And he's like, what do you mean that you had to leave out of my movie? The third one, I had to leave. He's like, why'd you leave? He goes, nine freaking endings. (laughs) 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 I love that. That movie holds the record for most deaths on screen. Yeah. I love Kevin Smith's whole thing. Like, he goes, here's the first movie. And he walks We're from walking. one side stage, side stage to the other. And he goes, here's the second movie. He walks back to the other side of the stage. He goes, he goes, here's the third movie. He walks exactly to the middle of the stage, takes off his wedding ring, and drops it. <laughs> and I was like, that's genius. It's a journey movie. Yeah. Um, what, probably worst adaptation, Starship Troopers. See, I love Starship Fuck Troopers. Fuck Starship Troopers. Yeah. I love it. It's so well. It's it's a terrible movie, but it's, it's great camp. It's I great love camp. Verhoeven does great camp. Verhoeven it's great does camp. wonderful, wonderful camp. You know, RoboCop. They're gonna kill it with this new. By movie. the way, are you? Does that look? It looks terrible. It looks so disappointing. It looks terrible. It's it is it's, what it is. it's it's not as terrible as I Frankenstein. Oh God! <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. I love it. I don't even does want to Aaron, talk about does it. Does Aaron Eckhart have like a gambling problem that he owes money to somebody? No, he's a, it, supposedly it's it's that he's very difficult to work with in Hollywood, and so he he's just taking jobs that he has to take bad movies. Yeah, there's nobody's oy. offering him good movies. Oi, oi! I can't. Eat, I the first trailer I saw of that. It's went, so awful. What is happening? All I could hear in my head was my friend Brendan from when I we were like <laughs> nine years old, like doing. Remember the cartoon gargoyles? Yeah. yeah, the cartoon gargoyles, and combining that with like his own knowledge and like. All right, so 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 Frankenstein comes out. 
I'm going to be Frankenstein. <laughs> and I'm super strong and I'm super tough and bullets can't kill me. So you can't kill me. But then, okay, you're the king of the gargoyles and you're like gargoyles <laughs> and the gargoyles are trying to kill the angels and the angels are coming down and then they're in like a battle, but I'm Frankenstein and like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm like going to kill like, things and I have two swords and <laughs> that's, I saw, I saw the poster, the I saw the tagline, which is 200 years later. He's still alive, and I always and I was like, "There's got there. There's so many better things that could be like. Yeah. Let's be frank. Two hundred. Yeah. He's still alive. Yeah. I wanted to be like two hundred years later. It's still not his name. It's the name it's of the, the guy who, yes, made who made him. him. It's his. Yeah, it's the that was, monster. That was my immediate nerd reaction. Was it's not the monster. It's different. Uh, okay, right, what do you, I can't what really do you... think of a bad one. There's oh come some, on! I mean, there's so there's many. So bad many. Ones. It's <laughs> how do you pick the worst? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I still I stand by Starship Troopers. I like that movie. <sighs> mm, that's too bad. I, stand... I like it for its it's ridiculous. You like it for Denise Richards when she was attractive, and the other one. Oh, the redhead. Yeah, <laughs> she was better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've now broken down to boob talk. So, yep. um, all right, let's end this. Uh, let's shoot this one and in the head, move let on. It go. Let all it right, go. so uh, anything, anything else? else? Excellent. So long, everybody. All righty, have a good geek week, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Geek it out.